the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I am with a gentleman who I've known for many, many years. He's a wonderful pianist, and he is a fantastic singer-songwriter. He's always looking for someone to collaborate with, so if you've got any songwriting skills, maybe lyric skills, or, or, uh, or you're a singer that is looking for material, this guy might be the guy for you. His name is Mick Archer, and he is from the Chicago area. Hey, Mick, how you doing? I'm doing great, Greta. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited. Um, I've heard some of your material, and I think it is just, I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. So so tell us a little bit how you started in music. Let's go back to your childhood. Let's hear all about it. Well, it's gonna. I'll, I'll try to condense 50 years of a career down to five minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, both of my parents were musicians. My mother was a concert pianist and, and was in the Lyric Opera. Wow. Uh, my father was a very talented amateur pianist, violinist. My grandmother was a professional pianist. My aunt was, I come from a musical family. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a band next door on my block where I lived near Midway Airport. There were three professional bands. Wow. This, this was thing working class people did. It was actually a good job mm-hmm. back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was always sitting in and hanging around and I got a call. It says, uh, we need a drummer. It's, it, I was in seventh grade. Can you make it to the gig? My dad takes me to the gig. It was at a club on 57th and Kedzie called the In Motion. And as I got out the car, he said, I'm going to just say this once, Mick, don't do this. Go to law school. You're a smart. Don't be a musician. It's not a good life. And I said, oh, yeah, whatever. I go in and I see this place packed with pretty girls and kids going crazy. <laughs> Boom. That was it. I just was hooked. I was 13 and I made, I made we made, the, the split was 1150 per player. In today's money, that's 75 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty for a 13 year old kid anyway i just kept going and going and going and going while i was still in high school i formed a band called killing floor and this band actually was 
We were opening up for acts like Ted Nugent, Styx. We were doing concerts when I was 19 years old. And this was original material. It was like sort of a blues rock thing. But unfortunately, we recorded none of it. Oh. And that's very disappointed when this crashed and burned. And my dad says, okay, back to college. Back to college. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. I did. I went back to college. And when I came out, I was a completely transformed musician. Mm -hmm. I could read. I could, I mean, I got, I got everything. I should also mention when I was a boy, I also went to the American Conservatory uh, in the Fine Arts Building and studied classical music. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, I, but had, that had nothing to do at that point with what I was trying to be as a rock and roll guitar player and singer. Yeah. When I got to college, these things merged. They merged. And I, then I became a, a really good professional musician. When I got out in 1976, it was at the height of disco. So I immediately went to work. And this was all very exciting until something happened. I woke up one day and my my hair was falling out. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, and this is big hair days, right? Yeah. Okay. I go to the doctor. What's wrong with me? He says, son, you're becoming a man. Okay. <laughs> so at the age of 22, I went bald. All right. Oh. Now, what you're wondering why this would affect me as a singer Bald-headed meant that was not an acceptable thing in music until Michael Stipe in the early 80s yeah. shaved his head and not, then it was acceptable. Yeah. At this point, I'm just a bald guy. And guess what? That was the end of my career as a front man. I used mm. to be the front man standing up there singing. No more. I was kicked to the back of a line. This was actually a blessing in disguise because I learned how to be a very good accompanist working with different singers. But then I got tired of getting turned down for auditions, for acting jobs, for being a front man. And a friend of mine said, it's time for you to face it. If you want your career to advance, you need to get a wig. OK, <laughs> I did overnight my career. Boom. Back to the front wow, line. Back no to kidding. I auditioned for this dueling piano thing with brand new back in 1989. There were a hundred pianists out there and they, the, the music director said, that guy with the big hair, get up here, get up here on stage. He called me right up. I sang a song. Boom. I was hired. Okay. Wow. Then this huge, huge money all over the country doing this dueling piano thing. It was great, but it distracted me from my writing. Okay. Mm -hmm. During this time, I also had a band called The Factory Boys. We put out one record. We got a couple spins on the radio. It was all original material. And it went nowhere. Hmm. Why? I, I, I think it's we kind of were too early. We were, I was on just before this sort of jangle country roots rock. Okay, yeah. we were just a little too early for that. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm going around the country doing this dueling piano thing which was a lot of fun, but it was taking me farther and farther away from being that. Okay, so I created an original project called the Chicago Rovers. This is an original Irish rock band, okay? Wow. And this was a good way for me to be able to write music mm -hmm. in, that, in that genre. Mm -hmm. And some of these songs did get national airplay uh, on uh, uh, the different Celtic radio shows at college campuses and things like mm -hmm. that. And that takes me up to the present. Um, I also was backing up a lot of good singers on Rush Street. In fact, uh, a friend of ours who just passed away this week, Red Holt, the great immortal yes. drummer from Ramsey Lewis. Yes. I played with him. He, mm -hmm. he was, I was a part of that scene downtown playing, playing piano, yeah. also doing, doing some singing. And at this time, I also got hired as a front person for the Alan K Orchestra. Oh. This was just standing up there in front, singing in front of his band. He had always had two girls, two guys. I did this. This got me into the world of jingles. I started doing doing some jingles. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff going on here. A lot of stuff, a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. Okay, brings me up to present. 
I am tired. All I want to do now is do my writing. I want to be in the studio. And that's why I took your class because I've done many things, but I have experienced zero success as a songwriter, something I've been doing since I was 10 years old. So I know that's very confusing, but that's my career. Well, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. I'm so glad that you took my class. And I'm glad that I've had a chance to hear some of your songs because I've known you a long time and I wasn't aware that that was kind of your your focus and what you wanted to be Grant, doing. Nobody's aware of it because I've gotten nowhere with it. Yeah. Uh, some people in the Irish community know that I've got some really fun Irish type folk songs. Yeah. But as far as pop music, nothing, zero. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm searching right now for two things. I would like to get a, a, a lyricist. I am a good lyricist. I actually have a degree in English literature. <laughs> um, um, but I would like to find somebody young who could speak to their generation. Mm -hmm. And I also would like to find singers, preferably a female singer that would mm -hmm. like me to be her in-house writer and producer. Yeah. yeah. Well, we will definitely work on that. I mean, you know, hopefully someone's listening to this podcast. That might be exactly what you're looking for. Um, I have students. Uh, I have people in my classes. And I'm certainly going to share your, um, your material with them because I think it's very good. I should have Thanks. known. I should have known that one. I absolutely love. Okay, I thought you'd like the other one better, which is which is more hip hoppy. Okay, yeah, that's like yeah. So yeah. I thought that one was a little more contemporary. Yeah, but but you know, I should have known is just kind of your really well written pop Bank. song. Very yeah, I thank you, and, and that's been pointed out. But it's also on a based on a very old model. Mm -hmm. It's like a song that could have been written in the sixties, seventies, eighties. The other song, uh, "Don't Call Me Up," is something that could only have happened this century because it combines this sort of like like a, a, a Latin kind of a groove that the the bridge is spoken word, and mm -hmm. then it goes back to a to a chorus. So that's a new thing for me, and I yeah. wouldn't have come up with that uh, by myself. Yeah. It's very, it's very cool. Very cool. And, you know, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to find somebody that loves your material. I don't see why they wouldn't. And well, the, might the, like to the girl that, I wrote, that wrote the lyric, her name is Mel Avery. She's very talented. Mm -hmm. uh, beautiful, sings like an angel. She's got a great stage personality. But unfortunately for me, she's signed a development deal with mm -hmm. Sony Records. I, she can do nothing for the next four yeah. years. Yeah. So well, yeah. that's that. X that out. Yeah. And I think she started, you know, she, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about Sony or the people she's working with, but uh, God bless her. Good luck to her. Yeah. Uh, record is going to drop this summer and those two may be on it. And if it is, it's that's great. good news for me. That's great. That's great. Well, I hope they are on it. I hope they are on it. So, so going forward, your, your mission is to be writing and to be just putting music out there. And, and that's, that's kind of your goal. Yeah, I, I making my my living now mostly by teaching. I, I found that I have a real knack for teaching kids. Oh, good. So I teach at a Montessori school up in Vernon Hills. I teach at my park district here in Des Plaines, and I give private lessons. So I really enjoy that, and that, and that's actually a good way to make a living mm -hmm. because uh, post pandemic, there's been a, a a huge demand for teachers of all types. Yes. So this is really great for me. As far as performing, I have a semi steady at the Palmer House. Good. playing a it's not exactly a conventional piano bar but it's it is a single vocal piano thing 
And um, I hope that goes on, but I have no desire to be on the road. I have no yeah. desire to play in, in uh, uh, bars anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The bar audience has become so obnoxious. All they're doing is looking at their phones and yeah. they forget. And yeah. no, zero, zero yeah. interest in that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's a tough, you know, being a musician, it can be a tough life. But finding the thing that you love and finding something like the Palmer House, what a, what a beautiful hotel yeah. for those who are outside of Chicago. If you ever come to Chicago, that's a great place to to stay. I had a dear friend who was the marketing guy there forever. His name was Ken Price. He passed away maybe a year or two years ago, but what a talented man. And it was just the face of the Palmer House. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. So I'm gonna have to come down there and see you play down there. You should, you should. Yes, I will do that, I will do that. Well, Mick, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm I'm really very optimistic about your future with this songwriting because it's very good. And uh, I'm certainly going to let people know where they can hear your songs and see, you know, if they might like to sing something with you and, and perform some of your things or do some lyric writing with you. That would be great. That would be great. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, this is our Memorial Day weekend, and I wish you and your family a wonderful and safe Memorial Day weekend. Right back at you, baby. Thank you. Thanks, Mick. See you later. Yes, you will. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. <laughs>